0: Good morning, Dr. Andrew.
1: Hi, Dr. Mick, how are
0: you? Good. I'm good, mate. We, we thought, um, this is our first one for a little while, uh, and what we thought we'd talk about today is just keeping it um, casual, keeping it fun, I'm not talking about anything in-depth or heavy today, but invariably, with a 25-year career in chiropractic, I guess weird things and strange things are gonna happen, aren't they, over time? We thought we'd share a few stories of. The from the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah, Ch- <laughs>
1: chiropractic anecdotes yeah. and uh, some of the stranger and funnier experiences we've had.
0: Oh yeah, God knows there's a stack of them. We just recalled a couple here, like off the top of our head before we started. Literally, Andrew's got like a few that he he wrote down, but I I know there's dozens and dozens we could go through, but these are just the ones that are standing out in our mind right now that we quickly jotted down that we could have a chat about. And I was laughing even reading about Andrews. They seem so crazy. It (laughs) seems hard to believe that they're actually true. (laughs) And no doubt
1: as we start talking, we'll think of others as well.
0: I I get Most of our main ones, though, I've noticed if we had a quick look at what both were writing about, happened overseas. So maybe Australia's not as exciting as, uh, you know, exploring the chiropractic world of, you know other countries i
1: i I think that comes down to we are a much more established profession here in australia in the states um whereas we've both traveled abroad to some of the countries where the profession isn't as well established and doesn't have as much professional regulation here Mm. and hence uh it's made for some really interesting experiences
0: yeah well definitely i know when i worked in scotland 20 odd years ago i think there was only and it just started in scotland so yeah. that was fairly new back then i became a member of the scottish chiropractic association to avoid having to do the british chiropractic association yeah. uh uh t- and, and yeah and yeah hang, hang
1: on a sec was that the scottish Chiropractic Association.
0: That, that was half Indian. <laughs> that, was. that wasn't Scottish. I don't even, even know what that was. Um, all I got out of that whole experience, mate, was you just say, uh, Mingan? Everything's Mingan? And everything's, what's the other thing they say all the time? What, is
1: that uh, Prince Harry's fiance?
0: Uh, mingin Markle. <laughs> she is she's is Mingan. Isn't she? Yeah, she's a hottie. Um, and the other one was wee. Everything's a wee. I just need a wee adjustment. You know, a wee. I've got a wee back pain. Oh. Everything was wee, wee, we, wee. Oh. Yeah. Which could
1: also be from the South Island of New Zealand.
0: Or France, if you want to go that way <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, mate, what, what I what I thought I'd start, um, my journey was when I first got to England. And I worked in a place called... What, St-
1: what year was this? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. Nineteen
0: ninety. 1990... Four. Yeah. Okay. So
1: 24. fresh out of uni, pretty much. Four or five. We we reckon. finished uni about then.
0: Yeah, about four or five. I'd worked for a year in you know a Cogra chiropractic centre, and then I went overseas, and I rocked into this clinic, and um, it was a really beautiful brand new clinic. The lady had spent a lot of money. She wasn't really working in there. There was another chiropractor and and myself, and I. Aussie chiropractor. No, nah, he was English. He was your classic sort of, uh, looked like a bit like Hugh Grant, but had this fatalistic sort of negative attitude towards life, you know. He was brooding, and uh, he was a pretty good guy, though. He was pretty intense. And um, he was leaving for a journey, so I got Ash Paul, who is another friend of ours, uh, who's a chiropractor, to come and join me over there because they needed a chiropractor and they were happy to sponsor someone from Australia to come over. Now, in the in the two rooms, we for the first time, you know, I've known actually since high school. We work, We actually worked in either rooms, but yep. both of us straight out of uni. Neither of us actually just finished, and I was out for a year. Neither of us, or a year or two, a couple of years. Um, neither of us knew totally what we were doing. We we're doing our best and uh, trying to. Um, You know do the best we can you know as you do when you first graduate you pretend that you know what you're doing but you know as you know it takes time to really understand so
1: so you were saying just to clarify for our listeners you'd left university and you were proficient at techniques yeah uh, but you were lacking life experience and chiropractic chiropractic
0: experience. experience i think too and
1: you knew where to locate a spine.
0: I did, I did. And there was this couch that I'd never used. As you know, you go to different clinics, there's different couches, right?
1: Couch being chiropractic table, just exactly. for in case anyone hasn't been into a clinic.
0: Yeah. And this old lady, who elderly lady, who was a lovely lady, told me that she'd fractured a spine. And she actually was in the process of suing Qantas because she'd fallen, a chair had broken uh, while she was... Um, at Qantas at the airport or something and um, that case was being finalized and she'd won the case but the damage was still quite apparent in her spine so she said Michael you must be very gentle with what you do uh, I said yep no problem uh, and she got laser funny enough we're talking lasers lately but she got yeah. some laser on her spine I do some gentle little chiropractic adjustments and uh, but the first time I treated her, I got her to lie down on the couch, and I said, is everything okay? She said, fine?" And so I thought, I, I went to push one of the levers on the couch to get to the couch up and down, or put it into a more yeah. comfortable position. And this couch is like nothing I'd ever seen before. And the whole top of it just flung straight upright, like so literally flung <laughs> it straight off the couch, right? So she, she went from was
1: a lying, lying on a tummy position to standing upright. No,
0: off the back of the couch, <laughs> in a in a crumpled heap, and the vulgarities that came out of this aristocratic woman. You know, oh dear! I, I, I had my whole professional career. I can only imagine oh, the
1: look oh, on your face.
0: And I was like, oh my. God, what have we done now? her chair broke and she fractured the spine. And this is a, and I was mortified, and I thought, Oh, is she alive? I went behind the couch and helped her up, and I said, Are you okay? And she dusted herself off, thank God, and she she was all right. and just got a bit of a fright. Stood up
1: you know? and said, I feel fantastic. <laughs> it was Homer Simpson. <laughs>
0: It doubled, it doubled for a garbage bin, that one, man. So Ashley and I, always, since that time, we always had this um, signal to each other that we had taps in either room, that mm. whenever something happened that made us uncomfortable or in a situation mm. where we didn't know what was going on, we'd turn the taps on three times. So I could, I'd could I'd I be about to adjust the one and i hear the tap go, shh, shh, shh and I laughed at myself that he was in a situation where he <laughs> didn't know what he was doing at all and it would just come at the most random moments where I'm just about to adjust someone's neck and do an adjustment you know and yeah it was it was just funny days we actually had a really good time there he stayed on for a couple of years I didn't stay there long um, but he um, he actually stayed there for two years and developed some great relationships with people there was um, a pub that, that
1: reminds me just before you go on yeah. the pub talk um the the only story i have of someone falling off a table whilst under my care and this was in peru so as you know i spent six years in south america in the early noughties and uh, as in 2000 or 2006 and it was a nun it was a peruvian nun right and we had this table there and it was a high low as in a table that you press the button it goes zzzz up zzzz down but it was an old second hand table the leather was um quite well used in that it was a bit slippery it wasn't grippy leather it was a a shiny type because of the thousands of people that had been on and off it and anyway so i had adjusted this lovely lady who's a peruvian nun she must have been around 60 years old i was hands off had the paper files back in those days turned around to make a note and then the next thing i hear is (laughs) (laughs) i turn around and this poor nun is lying on the floor she's tried instead of waiting for me Sixtyish, okay, right? Yep. Yeah. And and the poor thing and, and I can still obviously clearly pictured that she's on the floor. She's tried to turn over and because she's in the the nuns outfit, which yeah. I can't remember what they're called. But Definitely. The, a true. Yeah. The, <laughs> the um the it habit. was obviously the, the, habit. Habit, the habit, thank you, yes. Um it was obviously slippery and the material had slipped on the leather on the couch and so it wasn't whilst i was doing the adjustment was... <laughs> it's the only time i've ever had anyone fall off a table whilst i was in the room yeah. it was not during the treatment itself i'm quick to point out um, but as she was trying to exit from the table um Basically, uh, But um, no damage one, done, one no the, harm done. No harm done, yeah, no yeah, harm done. And she did continue to come in for follow-up care. Yeah, good. Care. Well, you had to fix that problem. The, the Peruvian you? nun story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but funny enough, when we were in Stafford, Ashley and I, there was this pub that was in walking distance because neither of us really had a car down the road called yep. the Barley Mow, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. next to this pub, there was, in Stafford there's a burger like franchise called wimpy have you ever seen that when you no, so like the old wimpy you know burgers and it's like a original burger franchise and they didn't have a full restaurant next to the pub but they had this little little um, burger, like burger stand yeah yeah it was like a stand and you the, ori- to- the original food trucks yeah like that it really was like <laughs> that and they just make burgers out of there for people and anyone you know you know, they had one person working and they just had this, you know, sort of set-up. I reckon Ashley had one every day for two years. Every day. He was obsessed. One of the disappointments about coming home was leaving Wimpy behind. And I'll tell you this, Wimpy has disappeared everywhere in England besides still Stafford's got four or five stores. The, the original, yeah. You, but it's got four or five that have never closed down. Bizarre. Well, that's the highlight of if you're going on a tour of England to head to Stafford and get a Wimpy. One thing I did find over there that living over there the um sure the pub culture's great did you
1: put on weight no not really I, I, okay i found when i i did a 3 month stint in the north of england as a locum and because I'd been overseas in South America and then come back to Western oh, culture, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, meat pies, oh, Mars It's all, heavy, like, man. It's oh, all heavy, man. It's all heavy, I was there for three months. I think I put on about a kilo a week. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I I think
0: um I was like we like I was paranoid about it back then, so I was running and stuff. So it was like yeah, I didn't want to put on my Um, And from there I headed up to um, Glasgow and worked there for a while and I actually had to live in the bottom of the chiropractic clinic when no one was meant to live next to the x-ray machine room. So I was sleeping underneath the chiropractic sort of clinic and if ever we got inspected we had to, the the ladies who worked there had to let us know and they'd call her and we had to pack up everything and get out within like half an hour. they to come and inspect <laughs> to make sure no one was living there because someone was putting a... Did in. they
1: get... Did you get inspected? Yeah. yeah oh, really?
0: Us. So I had to literally, like... By whom? Oh, like, clearly, it's a shop, so you're not meant to be living in the shop. So the other shopkeepers were probably a bit annoyed that, you know, people were coming and going or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so I, um... We got the heads up that someone was complaining, but they, they weren't very... Uh, let's just say covert in their you know ability to detect if someone's living they had to give you some notice yeah so we've got notice on the day and they're all gung ho to try to find if someone was living there but you know of course we got out and we were traveling pretty light we we're backpacking so i was able to actually get out before they came and uh, glasgow was certainly an interesting place to work there was a lot of um uh like you know, the people you meet like nightclub owners uh, you, you, dodgy characters, you know, but because you helped them, they'd do anything for you, you know, Uh, know, your average Joe Blow. The clinic I worked at, get this, he told me, I was in in the Greek islands and he said, I've got this job lined up for you. Okay, I said, okay, I I rocked up to the job and what he'd done is advertise for six weeks free appointments, right? So I had to see six weeks worth of new patients at... I don't know, a dozen new patients a day and the only way I was to get paid is if any of those new patients wanted to go to get treatment, I would get paid by an X ray fit. How dodgy was that without even telling
1: Oh me? my goodness, I'm rolling my eyes here. I cannot believe that. Yeah. But when you're young you don't think too much, it's like, oh great, John, great Oh, heart. I knew
0: I knew I was I just didn't research enough. I knew oh. I was getting puffed, but you know, it was <coughs> It was, you do, but you know, I look back at the time, extraordinarily stressful, extraordinarily hard work, but very uh, character building for me as a practitioner. And at the end of those, at, at end of th- I stayed there for about three months. In the, the three months, that clinic was seeing uh, like 100 viable patients after three months. So it was, wow. a, it was a very uh, rewarding experience, but I was absolutely axed by the end of it. I was absolutely fatigued. Burned I And I built this clinic up with this bloke. Who then didn't want me to come back <laughs> after I took a holiday and said, "Oh no, I've I've got two practitioners to uh, to take over from you now because you've, you've done a great job. If something else comes up, I'll let you know." Yeah, two two. A warning o- to two, all young yeah, chiropractors. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, two other people who he was paying a third of the price he was paying you, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah,
1: then when we're in um, uh, each country has a different legislation, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's um, health regulations or property or business, or banking, there's a whole topic. Um, And so in Mm. Peru, uh, there was more legislation around chiropractic. when, When I got there in 2000, there were literally only about 10 chiropractors in the entire country. And most of those were... Americans who'd come down and there was a couple of Peruvians who'd gone up to the States to study and then there was me and Dr. Jace, you know, uh, and another South African guy, I think. But anyway, we had work visas and it was all official and you just had to pay a fee. There was lots of paying in fees in that part of the world. Some you got receipts,
0: some you didn't.
1: But in Brazil... didn't
0: matter. Um, every every country likes to tax it, don't they? like, you know. Well, this is what I'm saying. Some yeah. was
1: government tax, some was personal tax right, to okay. the person you were dealing with, yeah. if you know what I mean, yeah, nudge, right. nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. And uh, um, but Brazil, it was a totally new profession. And so there was no such thing in the legislation as chiropractic at the time. In fact, it's still so we're 18 years later now. They're still going through that process of legislating chiropractic as a profession in Brazil. Right. And, and, and if you think bureaucracy is bad here in Australia, you should see what it's like over there. Uh, we, we might have an undergraduate degree in bureaucracy here, but over there they've got a PhD. Why, why is that? Oh, there are so many levels of bureaucracy. Corrupt. To, corruption. Corruption. It's just, it, it's amazing. The, the amount of paperwork and getting forms stamped and the amount of forms for everything, for the most simple things. It seems it's a laid-back
0: country, but I guess that's a paradox, doesn't it?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, The people, the culture are perhaps more laid-back, but the governing of it is not. Yeah, okay. So anyway, uh, we're in Brazil. We're doing a profession which isn't officially recognised. And um, we had several visits from the um, federal police to our clinic. To inspect what was happening and, and we basically had to say oh we're the business managers but we have the locals here doing the work um, so there, yeah there are a couple of times we were very very were nervous you insured over there? No no there's no such thing as getting insured I'm sure we could have bought insurance for something but if it had boiled down to the legalities of that it would not have been Wow
0: no, absolutely Wow not. that's really um Sort of swinging through the trees, isn't it? You know, living on the seat of your pants, you know what I mean? It goes to show you how safe chiropractic is.
1: And you, you, the really interesting thing about over there, and when it's something new, we also uh, had a wide diversity of clients, everything from the wife of the owner of a bank, so we're talking billionaire oligarch. Who used to rock up in the stretch black limo with the guards and she would come in and we'd basically you know we might have a few people in the waiting room but we knew if she came in and they'd ring up and say Yara's coming and we knew that that could be any time within the next three hours and for a Separate client for Jen, yeah, you just know same price for everyone yeah. you just you if she came in you pretty much had to drop everything and just cater for her for the next 15 to 20 minutes.
0: Because she was influential.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. If something went out about uh, these guys, da, da, da. And, and conversely, if you took care of someone when she came through and people saw, oh my God, that's, so and, So you, I though. won't name names. That's and So people saw that was like, they're taking care of her. Oh my gosh. They must be good yeah yeah so it was like that and but everything from people like that and professional sports people gold medalists said well obviously we talk about sports yeah. people but to people who would travel two days from two states away and they were like, i'm here with my cousin i saw you on tv i can stay you on tv we used to it. go on tv regularly I can stay here for three weeks, and I'll come and see you every day for three weeks to see if you can help my problem, and then I can come back in three months' time again. And, and these were people who are poor. They'd save up money because if you couldn't help them, they just couldn't get on with daily life. Yeah. So they had to be able to work to provide an income to feed their kids. See, I love that.
0: And, and that, what I like about that is that that is the cult face of chiropractic. That's where the rubber meets the road. I'm pulling them out. I'm pulling them out, bro. Because if it didn't work, you know what I mean? Like, they've got no one else to turn to. Everything else they've tried hasn't worked. You've got no barriers of, of cash. It's not really about cash, you know what I mean? It's about just trying to help these people... Get have a better quality of life you that, know, that's
1: know. right and, and the great thing about over there and, and you might have had it in the UK as well because it was a new profession um, people would turn up saying I've been to the GP I've been to the rheumatologist I've been to the orthopedics I've been to the neurologist they'd come in with a stack of exams going I've tried this I've tried this I've tried this I'm on this many medications yeah. can you help and it'll be like, well, I think so, given your tests, just give me
0: Some a amount, mo- yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And lo and behold, you do wonders. Just doing standard chiropractic. We're not talking about doing something amazingly left of centre. It was doing regular chiropractic and seeing amazing results happen. Yeah, um, I it was very it's rewarding. A, it's
0: almost like um, from that experience, which I haven't done. You going to a third world country and doing charity work. You know what I mean? It's it's almost even they got paid. You didn't get paid a lot over there, did you? No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't big. I
1: didn't. I didn't come back with a full bank account. That's for sure.
0: Be and um. Yeah. But I was
1: rich in life experience. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Thank was, you. yeah. Um, but there was also at uh, times you were paid in chickens or something. Was there or uh, what have you been offered to be paid We in?
1: used to do the, the guy I was working with, Dr. Jace was very entrepreneurial, but he also wanted to help people. Yeah. So when we were in um, Peru, we were based in Lima, the capital. Uh, which has a population of about 9 million these days. Uh, And then we used to go out and do provincial visits to some of the provincial cities. And he had a business partner who was Peruvian-American. They'd do some advertising, like you were talking about, that guy did on the Greek island. So we'd do some TV, radio advertising, and then we'd get up there a couple of days before fly-up, and we might do a couple of interviews on the local media, And then so we'd rented out a room in the local hospital, for example, for four days. And we'd turn up and sometimes there'd be a lineup on the first day of 40 people to come and see you to see if you get help. That's cool. And once again, you're out in provincial areas. It's a developing nation. Uh, So these are people who tend not to have that much money, but they had problems that needed help and there were all sorts of methods of people saying i I could pay you this, I could pay you that. I had a guy rock up with a cage of chickens. It's like, <laughs> if I lived locally, I could take those, but yeah. I cannot take them back on the flight. I remember you one time... You should have
0: time... used them in treatment. Maybe like, <laughs> uh, slit their throat and <laughs> done like some voodoo. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: sure that was practiced in that area yeah. as well. I, I remember one time, and, and it I still get emotional thinking about it. Of um, So we were in the Amazon city of Iquitos. This is in Northern Peru, so you're in the middle of the Amazon. City right. of about three hundred and fifty thousand people is basically the local capital of that state.
0: Is it a metropolis? Is it is it built up or not?
1: Uh, metropolis, as in, it's a city. Yes. Yeah, so We're not right. talking high rise buildings yeah, though. Okay. I mean, the biggest thing there would have been sort of hotels that was six stories high.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, what are people living in the city? Houses?
1: Uh, Yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a developing, so it's Peruvian houses. Uh, What's a Peruvian house? It's made of concrete. Okay. Yeah, and there might be sort of thatch stuff out the back where the the veranda is. um, And and there's tiling, there's wooden roofs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you'd have sort of slums on the edge of town, which were just made of... corrugated iron yeah, and, yeah, and, shanty and towns yeah exactly yeah. shanty towns and i was taken to this we had someone uh come in lots of motorbikes out there so everyone's getting around in did motorbikes you have a motorbike? did i have
0: one did you ever ride motorbike? So oh yeah yeah absolutely okay.
1: oh, it was more um well, it was more you'd have the taxi bikes where you'd be sitting in the tuk tuks yep.
0: yeah uh, but did you ride one? Did you ride bikes yourself over there? Not much. No, yeah, no, okay. No,
1: only as a social, let's yeah. jump on it. I would go quite ride. enjoyed
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: dangerous. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I yeah, was. The quality of the roads. People travel to Southeast Asia here. It was like that. Yeah, that was, fun. it was hectic. Yeah. Uh, local conditions. Anyway, had people come and, see us and say, can you come and see my uncle, blah, blah, blah. He needs help. Okay. Worked a 12-hour day. I've seen 200 clients right. in a day yeah. and it's 7.30 at night. So it's dark. They pick us up in a tuk-tuk. They take us out to Shantytown and we go in there and there's low lighting. And so I want to paint. We're in the Amazon city. We've driven 15 minutes in a motorbike taxi, not knowing where we were going. It looked dodgy yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah. And you think, am I going to get robbed here or something Are we say? I think robbed I mean, would
0: be on the better end of the spectrum. Yeah,
1: in Peru, <laughs> in Peru, I never felt in danger of my life, but you got pickpocketed if you weren't careful. In Lima. Um, anyway, we get to this, uh, um, like, shanty house and go inside, and there is this guy who, I don't know how old he was, 50s, 60s, totally emaciated. It was obvious he was riddled with cancer. Right suffering from back pain right. and i've had one look at this guy going oh jeez kind of, what am i yeah. going to do here and uh, look i think i basically did a 20 minute massage and a gentle sort of yeah. rub down and bit of yeah a bit <laughs> of nudge here mobilization yeah. there stretch i just said look I, I this condition it's you know it's too serious for, for me
0: to handle that's and interesting that you see that stuff and then and you then when it came to Australia. the end
1: she said like look i don't have much money but i can give you these rice cakes as payment i'm kidding you not i cried it was yeah. Yeah, really emotional
0: yeah.
1: and um yeah, they paid us in rice cakes yeah that's do you know amazing. what i mean yeah and that's for someone you you couldn't do much about you,
0: you look you look back at your um at that barter system of helping someone, and those rice cakes mean more than a hundred bucks, don't they? Hates? Exactly. Um, That's what they. it hate. stayed with you that experience, you know. Yeah. I, I'll I'll go to the other end of the spectrum. When I was in England, um, I was treating an Iraqi doctor. Right. This yeah. is pre, pre, uh, pre Twin Towers nine eleven. Right. Yep. And. The Iraqis were dirty on America back then. Now, I don't know why. I I, I was clear so. I wasn't very political at that stage. I'm still not, but I'm interested more now, you know, the geopolitics of the world. But um, I actually, after treating this lady, she goes, look, there's a... I I treat um, some, some, you know, wealthy... uh, sort of associates yeah would you like to do a house visit on a Saudi Arabian royal family member so I was like really okay and so what I did I got uh, I I had a car at that stage and I drove over to Hampstead Hampstead Heath and uh, rocked into this mansion with servants and um, I ended up uh, meeting his wife so I treated the wife uh, she had you know unstable sacroiliac joint and um, uh, a few issues that w- wasn't hard to sort of get on top of um, standard chiropractic standard yeah. stuff you know and but because they never had seen that treatment before uh-huh. so it was all very mysterious what was totally weird was he had three daughters that would only peep out of their bedroom doors at me, sort of <laughs> and close the door. Yeah. And they're all grown up, like it was, wasn't like, but it was just strange, you know. There's a man in the house, type of thing, you yeah. know. And um, foreign I, man, foreign, yeah. And so, and I,
1: you, you, being a strawberry blonde, uh, <laughs> hazel eyed as I look at you, yeah. would have been a, a real exotic commodity,
0: yeah, possibly. Um fact that I was naked probably as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as well. Disclaimer, yeah. was not naked, Yeah, was wearing a G-string. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so he goes, the wife said to me, uh, would you like to... Uh, well, no, I got a message through that it was okay for me to now treat the husband. So the wife was the guinea pig. So I met the Saudi Arabian royal member there, right? So, so
1: they had sent out the female member to test the waters. The wife. It was one of the wives. Right. He
0: had three wives. This is one of the wives. He did a
1: good job there. It's like, this guy seems to know what he's doing. Now we'll get you to treat, said royal.
0: So I had to go downstairs and meet the royal, right? And he'd had tea, like apple tea.
1: Where were you? Where was this?
0: England, London. In England, yeah, in London. Yeah, Yeah. okay. And I had to sit down and talk to him through a translator. (laughs) right? Yes. And he's first, you know, he goes, where are you from, Australia? He goes, oh, yes. And the first question he asked me was so bizarre. And he goes, what do you think of America, Americans? I said, oh, mate, they drive me crazy. And he liked and he's like, oh, that's good, <laughs> right? He liked it. And I, and I look back, they drove me crazy because I'd just been backpacking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I actually love Americans, but they were driving me crazy with the backpacker. They never shut up. They were always yeah. talking about American politics. Very exuberant, you know? yeah. And they, yeah. Sometimes you just wanted to relax, and they're just you know, rabbiting on about stuff that wasn't important, they're yeah. very verbose. They are indeed, yeah. 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 And so I was going, Oh, they drive me crazy, you know, and he's loving it, he's laughing it up. He's like, Oh, I love this guy, he hates America too. He was right into it. He goes, Okay, you you treat me, right? And so he paid me a bomb per treatment and he gave me um like literally it would have been a few hundred mils of um rose oil, pure, pure rose oil, because one of the things he had back at home was rose farms. And I took the rose oil, I thought, yeah, that's great, guess I'll give it to your partner or whatever. And then I realized that this stuff is worth like the pure rose oil, um, and he gave me more of it. it, was worth like thousands of dollars, the pure, pure, pure rose yeah. oil, do you know what I mean? And I was like, being very generous, yeah. but I, you know, it's like, it, it, it sometimes laid on a bit thick in that environment, like it made me feel uncomfortable. I treated this guy. I helped him a little bit. I don't think I was hugely successful because he was very unwell. Yeah. And um, But I noticed as time went on and I had to go treat him, he made me wait longer and longer and longer before he would see me. So I stopped treating him because um, I felt that... Because
1: your time is valuable
0: also. Well, no, it was just like I felt like that was a bit of a power play a bit of a game to let me know that where i sat in the whole scheme Scheme, of of his life you know what i mean so yeah that was certainly interesting and next thing you know uh 9-11 happened and uh that was only a few years later and they blamed the Saudis apparently for all that was i
1: i can still remember where i was when 9-11 happened i was living in Peru, but I was visiting Dr. Jace in What time of day was it for you? Uh, well, it was during the daytime. So because yeah. South America, but there's a couple of hours time difference. So yeah. um, uh, and I wasn't watching. I was so I was in Sao Paulo in Brazil on a um, like a, a one week holiday. Um, and Dr. Jace came home from work. I was staying in that apartment. And um, he he said to me, imagine this for a plot for a movie: terrorists kidnap planes, hijack planes, and crash them into the World Trade Center in New York, killing hundreds thousands of people. I was like, wow, it sounds interesting, but I think it's a bit it's a bit too far fetched. He's like, mate, it just happened for real. I was like, yeah. what? We turned on the TV.
0: Mate, I, I saw it at 11 o'clock at night. And um, uh, it was just like, uh, I remember it was yeah late at night and I thought, wow, this is too crazy to be true. You know, yeah. It was one of those surreal moments, wasn't it? It's one of those times in life where you'll always remember where you were. Unfortunately, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it changed the world forever. I, I always thought that, um, you know... Yeah, I've mentioned to you this in the past that um, you know sometimes we see movies and movies seem crazy and fictional and like things will never happen. And if you look at um, like I I remember Silence of the Lambs when I first saw that that serial killers were a figment of people's imagination because that was the first we'd ever heard of them and as we know now they're part of uh, society. You know what I mean? And then. Um, I saw Die Hard and I thought, terrorism? What a load of crap terrorism is. Why would terrorism ever happen? Affect you know? us. And, and the next thing I think that I feel that way about is artificial intelligence. All these movies are coming out about artificial intelligence now. And we'll, how will we be talking about that in another 10 to 15, 20 years?
1: 20 years, 50 years from now. Exactly. You know, that is really, the
0: new frontier. I really believe that. Speaking of,
1: oh yeah, just going back to Peru and the food. So anyone who's travelled over to that part of the world, it's funny in Brazil, the other side of the Andes, the food issue, as in gut bacteria and getting tummy infections and diarrhoea and whatnot. Not not a problem on that side of the Andes, but on the Peruvian Ecuador Chile side, um, as any travel agent should tell you or the travel guides. But remember the old. um, what was that book that was the travel guide that everyone had pre-internet days
0: oh the uh, lonely planet
1: lonely planet yeah it was like be careful of the food so anyway living in peru and i used to have an attitude of common sense but i'm pretty much going to eat everything but not the street food stuff because that was dodgy so it was regular for people and, and western visitors you would get It's a different bacteria. Yeah. So you get stomach infections, which are incredibly uncomfortable, pain, diarrhea. It's basically dysentery conditions. And uh, look, every now and then, you knew that when you got a bit of that you'd go to the chemist everything was over the counter at the chemist yeah, we didn't I like just, thailand. A, just i just i need this and i need this i need something for the stomach infection no, basically faster, doctor. antibiotics and i need the chemical butt plug so i don't yeah. cack yeah, my yeah, pants yeah. and um uh so i had one of these going through and you take the pills and Continue to work and whatnot. And you knew that you had to be careful with what you ate. It was like when you, chicken, you chicken and potato soup for the next three days. Thanks.
0: Was that a regular and thing that
1: happened? It used to happen every few months. Right. yeah and and sometimes it'd be a couple of days of discomfort, and then you were good to go, and at other times uh, it was yeah, it, you basically you were unwell. Yeah. You're unwell, <laughs> and and oh. I'll tell this story and then I'll segue into. You've just reminded me of one of life's big health challenges that I had in Peru. So, tell me about diarrhea mm. and finished the morning shift, taxi home, which was only a 10th. Everything was taxis over there. It was very cheap. You used to negotiate your cab fare, yes. the equivalent of $2, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I knew I had to go. I had to go and do a sit down job Nature-core. badly, yeah. and I was literally clenching my cheeks as strong as I could, and so I knew on the taxi ride back that there were a couple of speed humps to go <laughs> over. <laughs> oh dear! And I was clenching, 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 and the next thing he goes over this speed hump, there's a bounce, and I was like sure enough diarrhoea in my Dax you and you can imagine can you imagine that I'm oh, I'm, I'm sitting on the back seat of the taxi and I'm almost lying on my side because I couldn't sit what straight he to you, this
0: happened every
1: day don't uh, worry no no, no. Well, no I made the sound effects but there was was no sound and it was just like I've got a mess in my pants <laughs> two minutes later he dropped me off and I had to uh, change and take a shower yeah. basically oh, right. and and so one of these times uh, after a couple of years in Peru and, and knowing that you occasionally get a stomach infection a diarrhea, and diarrhoea and you take the drugs. We were on one of these provincial trips and I start I got unwell after a couple of days and um, I was I'm vomiting and diarrhoea. And um, so we get back to Lima and next thing up every morning I was waking up for a couple of days. I'd wake up. I'd vomit and it would be this, um, sorry to the listeners who are, who are listening to this, it'd be like this brown, vomity stuff and, and uh, long story short, I was very unwell for about five days. With I'd been cells. vomiting. Well, it turned out I'd had an ulcerated stomach. Right. I was bleeding internally, which is why Brilliant. overnight I'd, I was vomiting blood, blood. and stomach yeah. contents. Right. Uh, and I ended up, yeah. I ended up just uh, I woke up on the fifth morning and rang up business associates. Oh, I need help, I need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, uh, and I ended up hospitalized. They did they an endoscopy, long. I was in hospital for three days. Yeah. Um, uh, they did an endoscopy. Now, most people who know endoscopy, colonoscopies here in Australia, they pretty much knock you out with drugs yeah, and then yeah. you wake up. I've had, done it, I've had one, yeah. Um, over there, local throat anaesthetic. Nice. Put a like a metal ring in my mouth, and I had an (laughs) endoscopy. Wow! It was one of the most unpleasant experiences I've ever had. It was uncomfortable, but not painful. No. And as it turned out, the doctor said you've got a severely ulcerated stomach. I counted ten ulcers. And the largest one was so big and black, I thought it was the opening to your duodenum, which is the up, which is the hole where your stomach hits, begins the upper intestine. Wow. Uh, so needless to say, I ended up um, with some lifestyle changes and severe dietary changes and no alcohol. This is when I was in my early 30s. So we were used to going out and having a good time. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah... Uh, um, regardless to say fully recovered mm. uh and wow. uh yeah here we are so that was a that was a real health challenge whilst i was overseas foreign hospital you asked me if uh, we had health insurance thank goodness we had health insurance over there which covered all of that yeah um but made a full recovery
0: yeah, it's, yeah it's good yeah it's amazing sometimes when you get overseas i had a patient tell me something went wrong and it was like, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and they had some minor ailment last week. Uh, I, I was treating them were in America. And they said they got a bill for $80,000, right? Oh, i like the US. Yeah, yeah, like one of their parents was unwell over there and um, uh, something went wrong. And oh, actually, it was like a, yeah, it was like um, it was like a fracture or something that needed to be a fallen broken wrist okay so yeah. wrist maybe a wrist surgery and the bill was eighty thousand dollars and then she was having a heart attack you know then they realized that added to zero it was only eight grand but <laughs> it was still eight oh, grand for nevertheless the wrist. still it's still expensive but like yeah getting caught in um, you know those situations in other countries makes you value probably value what we have here you know as far as healthcare, you know, but it seems everyone I'm, I'm treating at the moment, especially older people, even if they've got private health insurance and stuff, that healthcare is costing them a lot more. These gaps in there, Like, it's seen, older people seem to be paying more for healthcare these days. Um, there's like, yeah, it's not the whole sort of the way it used to be 10, 20 years ago. Seems pe- people are paying out of their own pocket more, even with many key gaps and things like that. Mate,
1: we, we should do another podcast about that because there's a fair bit to say. On, oh, on how we've how spoken about it. that in the past. We, we have indeed. I'll finish up with um, one other story. Um, we used to actually... Oh, two stories, sorry. Here yeah. we go over time. Okay. One was, we used to... Um, uh, in Peru, you talk about we treat a wide variety of people and somehow we ended up treating one of the government ministers mm-hmm. and uh, he and he was like the cousin of the president at the time. And he used to come in once a month and do his tune ups um, and obviously was happy with what chiropractic did for him. So I needed to get a visa to go to Brazil to do a, a, a trip over, you know, like getting a visa to go anywhere and I think there was a time limit. I'd left it late to get it done and I needed to go over the following week. So uh, business associate says, look, leave it up to me. I'll contact Senor so-and-so who's the minister and cousin of the president. I get a call the next day uh, from the Brazilian uh, embassy mm. in Lima uh, to say oh your visa's ready so i go in there because i'd already been in and left my passport there had the issues and phone calls are mate i go in there i meet uh, uh, i wait there for a while probably half an hour and then i get ushered in to meet the the consul general and he goes well it seems like you've got some pretty important friends um, your passport's been approved here you go <laughs> yeah
0: of course uh, not what so, you
1: know mate. no not what you know but who you know So that there's, was a, rules for yeah. there's rules and for there's people and there's rules for people yeah and just to finish off something else we used to do uh, regularly uh, in Peru and in Brazil was we go on live TV and talk about chiropractic and so we used to go for example in Brazil we'd go on the today show or the sunrise show and there'd be a viewing audience of 50 million people mm. uh and we'd take it'd be asked we you take
0: recognized it, then when you're out and about did anyone sort of remember you? occasionally
1: me, but... yeah yeah you go down to the local supermarket and they go oh that's the dr bat guy
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh jace was jace was also um uh, well uh, uh was he still modeling in that back then
1: or he, he was but the, he wasn't known for wasn't, that it was the
0: tv it, yeah, and that's sure. the
1: that's the aussie chiropractors yeah, sure. yeah and we used to go on tv and do a thing and then we get phone calls at the clinic say oh we've got you on the waiting list at such and such a club are you oh, gonna turn up? Yeah. yeah. So remember, this is back in our early thirties, single young Aussie man, and we we're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, but we'd go on live TV. We'd take the portable tables. We'd either have our receptionist or our girlfriend at the time as our patient. I say in inverted commas. And so I'm like, oh right, can you show us what you're going to do, and how do you do these, uh, back adjustment, cracking things, and then we'd we'd get our. Um, ca or girlfriend to lie down do the adjustment they had the microphone right up in your face and oh let's hear those cracks and yeah. then they would have it all set up obviously uh, you do the adjustment and then your receptionist would look up with the biggest pearly white teeth Ha! Oh, that feels great i'm <laughs> yeah, so much you showed
0: it to me it was so bad it was so cheesy but like i, I was i was like clearly that works
1: over uh, there that you know, that right? was the aussie chiropractic. is the best. yeah i feel
0: fantastic
1: yeah oh look that was the cheesy bit but obviously we were talking about chiropractic and how it can help people it was great you yeah, would do yeah. that and then you get 40 phone calls of new patients yeah, to yeah. come into the clinic afterwards. Yeah, that's great. And, and great for business, but, you know, it was spreading.
0: It's pretty chiropractic. Yeah, that's spreading chiropractic right. and spreading
1: the word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we, we, we and others as well were pioneers of it over there. I think
0: that's wonderful. That's a nice thing to be able to say that you've done. Yeah. You know, giving back, that's actually giving back to the profession, which is really nice, rather than, uh, you know, how I feel about it. But we get
1: caught up in bureaucracy We bureaucracy yeah. bureaucracy
0: yeah. here. I mean, I think that's a bit, I th- there's so much more we can talk about. I mean, I, I'd like to do a podcast at some stage talking about the funny things that have happened in rugby league because there's been a ton of them. Like, you know, um, working in the NRL for so many years, I've just seen so many crazy, funny things happen, including I had to take um, my portable couch and a cricket bag one time I, I had, for all my equipment. in it, I, It was too big to take just a normal bag. So I had like a cricket bag that you normally put bats and stuff in. I was working out of Penrith and I got off the bus and I copped it from a hundred people about the cricket bag. How is he, your wake up. Like it was Like <laughs> mate, it was non stop. Every time Penrith was the worst place to go for sledging by far. I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. funny. But anyway, we'll get we'll get to that another time, mate. Um, all right, I uh, thanks for the chat mate, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun to catch up and talk about um, you
1: know, times to, yeah, reminiscing then. about some of those old stories. It puts a smile on my face.
0: All right, mate. Have a good day, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.